Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be back with an interview for you. We have not had a guest on the show in a while, and there's a few reasons for that. I only like to have guests that I actually know. So that when we're talking about things, especially around money creation, you know that I personally trust them or I wouldn't introduce them to you. So our guest today is Cassie Parks. Now, I met Cassie years and years and years ago when she was uh, starting out. At least I think she was starting out. I know I was starting out. And she just had this big, beautiful energy about her. And there's no shock that she's super successful now, has tons of books she's written, just having the best life ever. And we'll talk more about that. But the reason I'm having her on is because she really is a manifesting wizard. And I do talk a little bit about manifesting. You know, I have some some beliefs that the law of attraction world can sometimes make it seem like manifesting this magic wand and you don't really have to do anything but create a really good vision board. I don't believe any of that. Cassie is much more about actual processes to follow, what to do, what not to do. So I think you're really going to enjoy her. She Here's the bio she gave me. That's my bio for you, but here's the one she gave me. Cassie loves the ocean, dancing for no reason, and the power of possibility. I love that. Her superpower is helping her clients attract more money and manifest their dream lives. She's the author of seven nonfiction books on the topic of money, mindset, business, and lifestyle design. In addition, she has two fiction books. So just that alone, you probably want to check her out because if you've ever tried to write a book, you know how hard that is. So welcome, 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 Cassie. Thank you for having me and thank you for that awesome introduction. Like that's the way intros should be always. (laughs) You could take that clip and send it to other podcasts where you're going to be a guest and then tell them to be like me. That's what I'm going to do. I love it. So the very first question I always start with is, what's your definition of wealth? And, you know, I actually haven't visited this question in a while, but, you know, for the context of this podcast, wealth is really in our, in the, in this context about more than just money. It's having money in a context that makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. So for you, what do you think it is? For me, and I would, I will start by saying I would probably use the more, the term I use more that would be synonymous with this is abundance. And I think I use it in the same way that you use wealth is, you know, wealth and abundance is it's having more than enough time, money, and energy, right? Not and more than enough in what feels good and being in inside yourself and connected to yourself and having that more than enough that's for you, more than enough time that you have the space, more than enough energy that you're just, you feel like you're creating and bubbling and you have momentum in your life and, and money as well, having more than enough to take care of so that you're, you're also investing in 
your happiness and what you love. And I don't think it has to mean this like gold toilet seats and all of that. It's really about how you feel in your life. Mm, Beautiful. So I know that for you, helping people attract more money is your purpose. But since I do ask the question, I will just put it out there. What is your purpose? To help people write powerful money stories, which includes attracting money, but to really write the money story that drives their life, that is their choice, that doesn't come from a default story that they pick up along the way. And I say money story because I always I say when you change your money story, everything changes. So just goes with my definition of abundance, you know, time, money, and energy. The same when you write a new money story, it affects the energy, it affects the time you have in your life, it affects who you're being. And so just to help people write the most powerful money story that they can. Mm, Okay, interesting. So I've heard the term money story thrown around many times. I've done, I've been in conferences where we rewrite our money story. What's your definition of money story when you're talking about that? What is that? It's the, it's the title that all the chapters of your money come under. And it doesn't have to be the whole story. Like, So I picked up on the word rewrite, right? So my clients know we don't rewrite your story. You pull out a blank page. We we identify your old story so that you can see where that's coming to fruition in your life, where it's impacting your life. And you can catch it along the way as we write a new story. But we're never trying to edit that story. We're not trying to write against that. We're pulling out that blank page and writing a whole new story. And so my definition is that it's what's the title that drives the rest of your life that says what's being created and how you're living your life when it comes to money. Mm, I love that because one of the things I think can get really confusing for people around law of attraction and manifesting is you can be doing the technical things that people teach around attraction. But if you don't rewire your brain to actually allow in the stuff you brought to your front door, it's, you're never going to actually experience it in your reality. So what I'm hearing you say is that's a piece of the puzzle is that you can attract all this money, but it's going to stay just outside your reality unless your money story allows it in. Is that, do you think that's Yeah, fair? absolutely. And so often that comes true, even in terms of there's a client this morning we were talking on our call and she's like, I saw the evidence. Like I saw this big money conversation with my new clients and they have this business that is just, I don't know, it's grown so much and it's all over the world. And she goes, a year ago, I wouldn't, I couldn't have even heard the story. I couldn't have seen any parts of it or seen any possibilities. It would have just been like words. And while that was just evidence, it's the same thing that you're talking about. Like, yes, if it's not at our door, if we don't have a story that supports having money and keeping money, it it can just stay as that package, you know, on the doorstep that no one ever picks up. Mm, good stuff. So what are the different money stories? So there's survival, which is like always in that, you know, survival mode. It's It's all or nothing, basically. There's just enough where there's just enough. So this is the survival and just enough are very similar. The difference is survival has that adrenaline and um, is it's very stressful. 
Whereas just enough, it's like, well, it'll work out, but nothing ever grows. So it's like $300 shows up, you know, the fridge is going to break, right? But if the brakes go out on the car, you know, 500 bucks is going to show up, but it's always even. And so you just kind of, um, it's less stressful, but it's also stressful in that you don't feel like you can go for those big things, those big dreams. You can't save for that big trip because things, something's going to come up as soon as you get $1,000 saved to, to wipe that out. And this is somebody who's chasing money, right? They always have the new business idea. Their family's tired of hearing about their business idea. They probably have been in three MLMs, uh, that type of thing, just always. And they're willing to spend whatever money to try and make money, but often don't get past that idea, that excitement phase. And then there's the hot mess, which was named after I heard that story several times. All of these were. And it's just the person who's never really had to pay that much attention. And so it's not that there's like a lot of stress around money. They just, they just do it and they're in the flow. But what happens is one day they wake up and they're like, I should have more to show for this. And then there's hold tight, which again is pretty uh, self-explanatory. It's that person that can't let go of money, right? That person that will like sleep on the floor for six months to wait for that mattress sale and get that 20% off or that person who just never never ever wants to let go of money. And the thing that I hear from these people is that, but what they see is that they miss opportunities because they're unwilling to let go of money. So that's just kind of a brief introduction. Hmm. I love that. And where do you think money stories start? By default, I think we pick them up either from the things we hear in general society about money. We hear, we pick them up from what we hear and what we see our parents experience and also our interpretation of what's going on which often as we get older and we see like what we what we thought was happening isn't always what's happening but it's it's the story we make up right we even talked about that a little bit before the show just seeing something and and kind of running with it and that happens we see it we see an incident with money that happens at a critical time or has high emotion and we start writing that money story and what i found is that most people if they don't choose them they default to one of these so whether they're trying to be the opposite of their parents or they're trying to be better than their parents or you know they're just trying to do it their way these happen to be defaults that until you write your own story you end up living mm. I love that. So tell me a little bit more about what life was like for you when you were a money chaser. <laughs> oh man. I always had a business idea. So and and some of them started to be successful. So um at different times I was going to I did resell jewelry at one time for a short period. I had a a machine that detoxed you. I still have it. I still love it. I just never could I got busy in my in um my corporate job. I always had an idea. I was always, I was trying to build my coaching practice um, in this spanned a while, right? So I always had an idea. I always wanted to do something. Here's a big clue of money chasers. They have like a thousand domains. I would sometimes <laughs> buy like three domains a day. Like oh, this is like such a good, and this is a good keyword. And I'm going to just set up a quick passive income site for this, right? So that was one of them. But I was just running around and I was tired because I wasn't doing one thing in my coaching business. First of all, I didn't know how to build my coaching business at that time, but I was, 
I was chasing that dream of having this business. And so I do everything and I was spending all of my energy on that. And the cool thing about being a money chaser is that you do have ideas, a lot of them. It's just learning to navigate and write a story where you pick the one that feels best to you and that's your passion and your purpose and and that you want to do versus just anyone that you think will make money. Mm, Okay. So I have two places I want to go with this now. So I'm going to give you both of them and then you tell me which one to do next. So my the two questions that are popping into my head are so how did you rewrite your story or what was the new story you wrote but then i'm also so curious you said you were in corporate so how did you stop being in corporate i.e. what like was it a leap of faith did you actually accumulate enough money in your side hustle what what happened oh okay i love this i love talking about this so we can start with let's start with writing the new money story you know one of the things that i i one of the beliefs that I had was that you had to work really hard for money. And again, when I, you know, I talked a little bit about how we interpret things that our parents do. I think my dad did work really hard to get where he was. And um, my parents sort of had a situation where it, it was the equivalent of winning a small lottery after I graduated high school. And so I saw that happen to my dad, but I had all these beliefs about how hard you had to work. To make that happen. And then you had to get lucky as well. And I, the, that's the part. Like, I was like, I don't want to work that hard, but I could, but I can't guarantee I'll get, like, I'll have that lucky moment. And my dad was very clear that he thought that was luck, right? He attributes a lot to luck instead of hard work, even though he works very hard and that's what it was. But, and so I, I always came up against this belief when I was trying to build my business and do all these things that. You know, money was hard. And what I realized one time is I'm like, I'm always trying to shift this same belief. Like, this isn't working. <laughs> like, this comes up all the time. And I do whatever the thing is, you know, in that moment to shift it. And it's not working. It's not sticking. And what I realized is you ca- it's because you can't edit an old story. You can't rewrite it. You have to pull out that blank page. And so that's what I started doing with my money story is I pulled out that blank page. And I started writing a story that money could be easier. Money could be more fun. Like money could come with, you know, easily without working hard. And all of the things that I wanted to be true in my story. And I started to live that story out. And I, my new money story, it's, it evolves every now and then is big money finds me. Because it does, you know, opportunities and things show up. Before it was money finds me and it's upgraded to big money finds me. And I just did that by constantly asking instead of what's wrong with my money beliefs and what do I need to fix? I just constantly asked, what do I want to be true in my story? What are the beliefs that I want to have? And I you know, did a lot of other things that work on your brain and prepare it to have more money and all of those things as well. But what it comes down to a lot is just choosing this is what I want, right? If I don't want this, I don't want money to be so hard. Okay, what do I want it to be? What's the belief? Oh, I want it to be easy. And then you have to act as if you believe that as well. So you have to take the easier path. You have to start choosing that if that's the belief that, that you want to be true. You have to reinforce it and you have to behave like somebody who has that belief. 
And that's the kicker, right? I mean, that's the part that like, I mean, everyone can write a new money story. And so listeners, if you were thinking, okay, I'm whipping out my white piece of paper, the the key there is, and then you got to do things that people with that money story would do. Exactly. You have to do the things you have to, yeah, practice behaving like that person. That is the kicker. That's the magic. And that's why a lot of times I think, you know, you mentioned in the intro, like law of attraction work doesn't go anywhere because it's not just saying this is what I want. You have to change your beingness to behave like that person that you're wanting to be. Like the, um, like I'll say, like the character in your story, what would he or she do if they were in this situation? You know, they choose easy or hard. Well, somebody who believes money can be easy is going to choose the easier path. And, you know, it's so, as you're talking, the thing that is so interesting to me, or it's just reminding me when I read one of your books, they, it was when you had, th- had already had a couple of books out, but this one was when I happened to grab and it was uh, Manifest $10,000 mm-hmm. or was it Manifest Your First 10000 Manifest 10000 but yeah. Yeah. And I would give it to people because Back then, I hadn't really kind of distanced myself from the law of attraction Mm -hmm. world. I was still technically doing a lot of law of attraction teaching and workshops and stuff. And the place I'd gone to was so many of the teachers out there created this like what felt like you were asking people to spin plates while dancing, play the cymbals. Like that's what it felt like. (laughs) to me, what was uh-huh. being taught, yeah. you know, it was like, that's how you manifest shit. Right. <laughs> like, look, become the dancing monkey with the symbols. I mean, it was just, it became absurd, right? The stuff that mm-hmm. people were doing. And I think it was that book or double your business where you, you directly address that. Don't yes. you? Right. And it's to the, the crazy shit. That yeah. <laughs> All the stuff that you do. Yeah. And it could be either. Cause I'm now remembering like, a, a, I feel like we had a conversation about double your business, which might have been about this. But yeah, about like, we think we have to do all these things and we have to juggle all of these. I call it the manifesting list, right? And oftentimes when people come to me, like their manifesting list is 30 things long. Like they're not enjoying their life because they're just trying to get their manifesting list done. And then if they don't get it done, they're beating themselves up about it because it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just what's missing, mm-hmm. right? And you're right, like juggling all the things and doing all the things. Yeah. And maybe it's not everyone now, even as we're talking about it, I'm realizing it's probably part of people's money story that you have to work hard to have money. That was part of my money story for sure. And so I just moved the hard work out of my corporate job and then out of my business into manifesting. And I just made manifesting my hard freaking job. (laughs) Yes. I love that you caught that because so many people do. Like when that is your money story, you'll put it on whatever you're doing. Like whether you're manifesting or whether you're trying to build a business or whether you're babysitting, right? You'll make it all hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now tell me, tell me how you got it um, from the corporate life to the entrepreneurial life. And I will say something about you, Cassie, is I remember when I first encountered you and I can't remember how we met, but I remember thinking this girl's a natural entrepreneur. Like I am not, I always loved Mm -hmm. corporate, but I loved doing, 
I loved helping people more than I loved being in corporate and corporate just went and paid me to do just mm-hmm. that. So I, I was forced to become an entrepreneur. So tell me what your journey mm, was. I love, I love hearing that. Just, I like the backstory. So I had wanted my own, ever since I took my own, my, it was my only corporate job. Um, I'd had jobs previously, but it was supposed to be a six-month gig and it turned into nine years. And the whole time, I was wanting to build my own coaching practice. And um, at first, I thought it would be a counseling practice. I, uh, this job, uh, I started right when I started getting my master's in counseling. And I started working in counseling and, or going through my master's. And I completed it. But there was a point very early on where I was like, this is not fast enough for me. Like There has to be a better way. And so I sort of, I found some energy techniques and I got like a little introduction to coaching and I was like, this is it. And so I wanted to build that business. And so I really, I studied the law of attraction and, and that was part of changing your thoughts and beliefs was part of the energy work that I was doing. And I worked on myself a lot and I came up with my own practice to constantly shift my beliefs, to be aware when I was aware, to just choose the better belief, you know, like this is hard. Okay. I want it to be easy. And so I just kept doing that and writing a new money story as I was doing that. And I had a lot of success. Like I could see the success of my corporate job. You know, I'd get 20% raises. I'd get bonuses that worked out that, that I wasn't necessarily supposed to get, but they'd work out. I'd get promotions that I wasn't technically qualified for yet. And so that was all going on. And then I was trying to build my business and I had a moment, which I tell people to come back to, you know, and, and I asked myself, I was, I was doing the crazy thing. I was chasing and I was not enjoying my life. I was exhausted because that's what happens to money chasers. And it just was this moment and it was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just asked myself, like, what is it that you really want? And I went back to the, which the intention I had set when I was 19, which was to be financially independent. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted to choose whether I wanted to go to work. And I was trying to manifest my business. I was using my business as the how, trying to manifest my business to get out of my corporate job. And once I got clear, like what you want is the time to build your business and you don't want to have to go to work. All the pieces of my real estate as an investor started to fall into place. And I was able to pay my bills. I stayed for two years, but within about a year, I was able to pay my bills with my passive income from my real estate. And I stayed for two years because I wanted to have a certain amount in the bank as well. Um, and then I left my corporate job and I could pay. It wasn't what I was making, but it was enough to cover my bills. And so I was free to go be me and build my business. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you. I love that. That's a way better story <laughs> than what I did, which was I manifested Ooh. a full year salary yeah. and I left with it. And But I still had the, you have to work hard for money. So I just worked really hard and made no money in that first year. And then I went back <laughs> to zero. <laughs> and then I had to figure out how to make money. I don't think, I, that's pretty common, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So listeners, do what Cassie did. Don't do what I did. Do that way. That way sounds a lot nicer than the way I did it. So, you know, my kind of my 
passion around helping people make money because money isn't like a thing that brings me passion Mm -hmm. in and of itself. But one of the reasons I love it as a teacher on our planet at this time is that we there's all mm-hmm. these beliefs about money, right? But we all chose to incarnate at this moment in time. And this moment in time on the planet, money holds a lot of power. So simply choosing to incarnate at this time means you wanted to learn to work with a very tangible manipulator mm-hmm. of power, right? Like it was a conscious decision before you became a human. And then you got here and you found out what that's like. And you were like, crap, <laughs> why'd I do that? Why didn't I wait until like everyone like trades on love? But so be it, you're here. And so when money shows up in anyone's life, every interaction with it is, in my opinion, is an interaction mm-hmm. with your soul, and it's how much you're willing to trust it and honor it and and surrender to a journey. And you know, the more open you are to trusting that, the more you like aren't tight fisted or like fear based, and you can and that freedom ends up bringing lots and lots more money into your life. At least that's been my experience of it. I'm curious how you feel about it on on a yeah, spiritual I think- level. I think money is sacred and it's it is it's one of the greatest spiritual gifts that we have and I love your your intro to that and about it being a choice like I haven't thought about it in that way but it makes 100% sense to me because I I see money as so sacred because it's just energy and in so often we let it the sacredness of the journey is it helps us define our worth. It helps us define it like allowing mm-hmm. money in. We have to open up to more and more worthiness. And I watch it happen with my clients all the day. Mm-hmm. We, uh, every day we had a discussion about it today, which was, which was beautiful. You know, it's like somebody could only have five, like it was a lot to allow 500 to be in their account, you know, a year ago. And now there's 5,000 extra, like in two accounts. And so but and and we had this talk about what it means to open up and what it means to allow and how much you have to love yourself even more you have to believe in yourself you have to believe that you're worthy of that more and more you know it it seems easy to just say yeah i want more money and write it down on a piece of paper or put some pictures of money on a vision board and the things you want to do but the work is soul work. It is building that, like you said, that trust. We call it the trust muscle. It's building up your trust muscle all the time that it will come and that you're worthy. And it's really um, what I see is this dance of your soul of trusting more and believing more of what you're worthy and trusting more and believing more and, and opening up and allowing all of that. Mm, that worthiness, you're right. That's such a good important piece of that puzzle. So we're almost at the end of time. So I want to, before I ask my last question, I do want to mention Cassie has two podcasts. You can check her out at the More Money podcast and um, the Manifest It Now podcast. And like I said, she's got amazing books. You can you can yeah. get all of yes, them on Amazon, right, Cassie? And I'll And I'll put a link in the show notes to your books. Oh, you also had 
a download yeah. for the listeners. You can go right? to identifyyourmoneystory.com, identifyyourmoneystory.com, and you can you can download the guide for guide. You don't even have to put in your email address. You can just download the guide and if you want a recap of what your money story is, or you heard two of them, which happens a lot, and you're like, I think I'm a little bit of both, you can use that guide. It will really highlight which one you are, which is, again, just a tool to help you become aware so that you can start to change that. And, and you get to let go of, of that story as soon as you figure out what it is. Like That's the moment we start letting go of it. Mm, that's beautiful. I love the fact that your download doesn't require an email. I mean, I don't have any of those. I would <laughs> happily. I just haven't done it. Because I think that just embodies the energy of what's meant to, mm-hmm. to come to me will come and what isn't won't. And so I don't yeah. have to grasp, you know, like if you're listening and you love Cassie's stuff, then obviously you're going to track her down and, and beg her to that's, let you be a right. client, right? So yeah. Well, you don't have to beg. I mean, Casey likes clients. So, you know, you just have to, to like set up a call. Okay. So the last question is for our listeners, if, if they are on their path of creating wealth with purpose, mm-hmm. right? They're really following their purpose in mm-hmm. the world. What's the one piece of advice you believe is most important for them right now? Oh, to not... <sighs> to trust and not get up get caught up in the way that money has to come. So when you're doing your purpose, often there's some work to do behind the scenes. We've talked about being the beingness of it, and there's some growing in from what I've seen to being the person who does your purpose. So my best advice is to stay open and allow money to come from whatever channel it's going to come. I have an actor and we just we just keep saying like the universe is serving money up to her on a silver platter until her her breakout role comes. And if you're willing to open to that, which a lot of people aren't because we we connect the money has to come with our sole purpose or it somehow means we're not doing our purpose right or or something else, right? It somehow means something if it doesn't come together right away. And my best advice and I think the thing that lets your soul relax is just be open to however the money comes and it will start to come through your soul purpose. Oh, I love that. Love that, love that, love that. Go back, rewind, please listen to that again. OMG, yes. I see that so often when someone's building some really strong sales and marketing and then all of a sudden they get a windfall because they're their partner gets a bonus through work or they get a gift from someone or suddenly a large bill that they've been used to paying is removed from their life and they don't Mm -hmm. see the connection. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Love that. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, Cassie, is there any last words of wisdom you want to offer the listeners? Let Minnie be be sacred and let it into your life as you would anything else that's sacred. Mm, beautiful. Well, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed hearing more of what Cassie has to share. Such a wise, wise soul. Check her out. We'll put the links in the show notes. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so for much for being me. here, it's Cassie. Been so much fun. Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this podcast with them. 
And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you had to say about what you heard. I am cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.